Your martial arts movie podcast. Aha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of fail. Well, let, let, let's start this the way that I am um, with this burning question in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you find out about this movie? Uh, Internet. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I keep telling you, man, you got to get on like Twitter mm-hmm. or social media where people just share like, uh, you know, sometimes they'll share the the hidden gems. Sure. sure. Right. And I kept on seeing uh, somebody post a, a gif of all the complicated moves that... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I forget his name. Oh, the, uh, the Scorpion King, <laughs> the titular character. Uh, right, right. We have uh, it on the board does, right here. Uh, Kim Won Jun. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, who is also known as uh, Yun Jong. Um, and the reason why we're putting question marks at the end of every one of these uh, is because uh, uh, this actor, uh, Korean actor, who, who stars as the, the title, uh, the title villain of the movie. Um, he's he didn't really have much of a career outside of this, you know. Like his, his yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, yeah. He's he's apparently, you know, as you can tell in the movie, he's very talented. He's extremely athletic, and he has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, we're 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 gonna constantly reference the board because uh, we really didn't. I didn't really know too much about him before this movie. Yeah. But then again, I also didn't know the movie at all, so that's why I'm like, wow, Zero, how did you find this movie? <laughs> what movie are we talking about, Will? Um, we are talking about uh, the, the 2002 classic, The Scorpion King, featuring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And, um, I think he's... Actually, I don't know who I else don't, is in I don't movie. know anyone who else is in that movie. I have seen it, actually. Oh, you have? Yeah. It's, it's like a Conan ripoff. It's uh, fine. It, is, he, is he also CG in that movie? He is not, actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, we're we're obviously joking. Uh, we're talking about the 1992 Hong Kong action film, uh, also called The Scorpion King, featuring uh, Tan Kalok. Uh, we're just going to reference him as Chin Karlock for the rest of this film, uh, for the rest of this podcast, because it's way easier to say that in English. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy, uh, Zero, do you know much about him? Because uh, I, I can kind of like go into a little, right. a tiny little I, spiel. I don't know uh, anything about these actors. I only know uh, Lao Karlong a right. little well, bit from... Would, right? Well, I, I haven't seen as many uh, of his films as you have. I only yeah. remember him from Drunken Master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, like, um, uh, Lao Karlong, who is uh, Chu, uh, Liu Xiaolian in Mandarin, um he's like one of the biggest names in in all of uh in all of uh like action hong kong action cinema history mm-hmm. so like every i feel like everyone would know about him if you even know a little bit about um you know, kung fu cinema when in any aspect at all but um yeah the the title uh, the, the main character uh chin car lock he is uh one of Samuel hung's stunt people mm, in okay. the early days but i knew him uh growing up in my household as the as, as like one of those um i wouldn't call them extras but like one of those constant supporting characters on tv on tvb mm-hmm. he'd always be like he played like smaller roles i guess it was because like at that point he was you know, later in his career and he would be uh one of the hosts the main hosts of this uh this um 
variety show called uh, Two Cup Modic Jongunyan, which is really just like this ridiculous Japanese style uh, game show where like they just do stupid things. Like they they put a toaster in the middle and have two people like like on opposite side of the toaster and they 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 flip the switch and the the, the toast just flies in the air and that they they smack each other in the head to, to catch it. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say whoever can grab the toast first no, is no, the winner. No. They have to like like smack smash their heads together. But oh then a lot of the times they would miss so they would just end up like head either headbutting each other or like making out on stuff. <laughs> Uh, I actually love that show, but uh, <laughs> that's where I know this guy from. Um, okay. And then, like, as we've developed, we, as we've done this show, you know, like, as we continue this podcast, uh, like, we going back in time, I realized, that, oh, yeah, that's right. He was a martial artist. He was a stuntman in his previous life before, you know, age caught up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the only role I've ever seen him in where he's the star. Really? I, no, hmm. I don't think I can name anything else where I've seen him as, like, the leading man. And uh, my my tangent leads me to the point that I, I don't think he really comes off as a strong leading man. Uh, so uh, I, I will me, me okay. So lead leading man can mean like a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he was good as this character who is he's not supposed to be the um, the confident uh, typical martial arts hero, right. you know, infallible. Uh, through the course of the story, he's he's a he's a fuck up essentially <laughs> yeah. and he learns kind you know how to be a better person through through the through the multiple teachers he has mm-hmm. in this movie so leading man uh, in in that aspect i i'll agree with you but i thought he was you know i thought he was great sure. as the character he i i couldn't really see anything wrong with his performance right. Ma- maybe how he was written yeah i had some some qualms here and there mm, interesting well at a certain point the movie became uh, i mean all the athleticism comes from um, from uh, Yun Jung, um, the Kim Kim Won Jun, uh, who is the villain, like I said before. Um, but I will say, uh, when it comes to uh, who steals the show for me is Lao uh, Gao Leung, uh, who who eventually becomes um, um, uh, the main character's mentor in the movie. And like when he actually starts fighting in the movie, and like that's when I was like, okay, like this is what I came here for. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't realize that he would be in the movie. And then once we started, like holy shit, all right, I'm all in for this guy because <laughs> I want to see him in action. Um, hey, let, let's just let's just really quickly talk about like what the movie is even about before we dive into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Scorpion King, uh, not the Dwayne Johnson version of the movie. Uh, is about some, um, like you said before, he's like, fuck up. He's, yeah, he's he's the, the daydreaming artist. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets kicked out of school. And he it, draws in the middle class. Right, right. Uh, and it causes him and his father to have to move in with um, Lao Kar Lung's character who right. owns a beef noodle shop. Right, through a, through a, a variety of... Like, of yeah, I'm, uh, coming, I'm kind of glossing over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right. And then that, actually, that's it. And then... Um, there, there's like this uh, family where it's really like the villain and his father who are terrorizing the whole community. And it's it's just their constant struggle to make sure that they can, you know, survive. Not, well, maybe not survive, but, but they're just trying to uh, well, they, live they, by. Yeah, well, live they live accordingly. They're constantly in hiding, technically, mm-hmm. uh, because they escaped uh, Kim Won Jun and his father mm-hmm. from something. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So there is a love interest. Oh yeah, they um, sure. <laughs> uh, uh, Chin Karlock's character falls in love with this um, 
like a housemaid who was going to be sold into prostitution mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he kind of helps her escape yep. and eventually they find their way together and she, now she's like living with him and his father while they're also kind of in hiding mm-hmm. so it's it's like a complicated plot but it really isn't like to, to talk it out well the story beats gets a little complicated yeah setting well setting up the actual synopsis or the premise of the movie you've just summed it up right there and that all happens within the first like 10 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. and then the rest of the film all takes place inside um inside the like restaurant the beef noodle of, shop the beef noodle shop yeah it this, goes goes back and forth yeah yeah, yeah and the rest of the film is a little bit more straightforward it's not really not as complicated although there are a couple story beats that we can kind of dive into mm-hmm. um yeah uh the, but the movie kind of does this whole um bait and switch because the first the literal first fight scene in the movie is ha- is very wuxia yes related right mm-hmm. it's it's very much like the uh, I think Bay Logan said it himself. It's like very much like uh, Zoo Warriors. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. I would like mm-hmm. to watch that. It's a uh, you know Trey uh, Hawks um, like magnum opus. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that film is like it is like it's very much inspired in that. But it's the rest of the film is not like that at all. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's total bait and switch. It's like, it's literally people flying across the screen on wires mm-hmm. doing these very over exaggerated uh, kung fu moves. Yeah. Um, and I, I love his long flowing wig <laughs> that he's wearing. And I will say, I like, um, excuse me. I like the look of this film a lot as a mm-hmm. whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I don't know what it is. There are flaming embers flying over, flying all over the place in this, in this little fight scene. And I kept thinking somebody had to have gotten burnt from, from all <laughs> that. Yeah. Or, or, uh, that moment when, the, um, well, when they're where where they're fighting, you know, like at the end of the fight, it's like one on one, and one guy's like tosses this giant log <laughs> at the at the the main character who you know in this daydream, you know, spoiler alert, uh, he he's imagining himself to be like a super amazing fighter. So when the like one of the bad guys is throwing this log at him, he reverses it and <laughs> tosses it back at the guy. Like yeah, he, all gravity, like he's that strong. <laughs> All, all sense of physics is completely out the window, but that's mm-hmm. that's like wire foo in a nutshell. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad the rest of the movie isn't like this. Mm-hmm. I, I get what this first scene was supposed to be about. It's because it's, he, it's a daydream. yeah, he wakes up and then he realizes that, um, you know, the things that inspire him creatively, creative, creatively, excuse me, <laughs> are getting in the way of his studies, mm-hmm. and uh, the teacher reprimands him, and then classmates make fun of him. Yeah, those drawings that um, the character is uh guilty of you know you know, uh, you know doodling on it in the middle of class was the actual actors you know drawings you know, yeah that was really life. that was really cool to uh find out yeah i mean it's it's very impressive like it's it looks really uh good because like throughout the film like you, you'll see that the drawings come into play even in the movie mm-hmm. um and you even see it later in the film where it, it looks almost almost rotoscoped so i don't i can't tell if it was like traced after um uh, the the main bad guy's uh, movements, or is vice versa? Uh, I'm sure there's well, there's definitely moments of rotoscoping in the end, mm-hmm. very obvious. Um, but then I'm sure I'm sure he just did sketches of him in poses uh, mm-hmm. for some of the other ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. It, it, like it's, it's still impressive that they they got him to do that. And um, a little bit more about the actor, um, because like, like I said before, he. Uh, he's he's done a lot of stunt work, and he was actually even in Dragons Forever. Technically, he was he had a small, really? tiny little role huh. 
and when they're in the bar, um, in the bar scene, and you see him in the background, he's just he's just sitting there. <laughs> he's literally, he's just poking just his like, head up. It's like, hey, I'm here, <laughs> and that's like a big thing in like Hong Kong uh, movies, and um, that um, they'll just cast one of their friends. Like, hey, you want a paycheck this week? I'm like, okay, mm. sure. Okay, you just stand in the background, don't say anything. There you go. Just uh, feed your family this week. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, like, I, I didn't expect him to have as much. Um, uh, acting well not acting sorry uh action um tr- chops in, in him as much as I, I i did because you know again i've seen him in other action films but like here he's all i wouldn't say he's a centerpiece but he's definitely more center frame than any other action film i've ever seen him in because he he literally is the main character and he's doing a lot of his own fighting right yeah so uh, he, it, it's pretty clearly him for the mm-hmm. most part i couldn't really tell if there was a stunt double for anything he does because he, he's not he's not doing anything too crazy either right right i mean he is a stunt man um which is you know uh i have said before but like when he's doing, he's also the main character. That's a different story, you know. You yeah. have to you have to account for the fact that the main guy can get injured any time. You have to take him out of the movie, and it's like, oh well, you can't do that. So, anyways, um, the first fight ends, and we get into um, establishing our characters, and we we lead to uh, I guess the lounge where we are introduced to our villain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's uh it's kind of funny because this guy, you know, he. Uh, what was his name again? Uh, Yun Yun Jung. Uh, I guess they gave him that name because. Uh, well, for for Chinese audiences. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we had we they casted this um, this Korean dude, uh, Kim Won Jun, who was grew up on uh, you know Hong Kong cinema, and he's he's a you know like a Taekwondo master. You can definitely tell that on screen. Oh yeah, he's, he's great. Well, apparently, uh, he only throws kicks in this entire movie. Uh, I was looking. He does. Mm. He does attempt to throw an elbow or two at a few moments. But if you watch, uh, all of his connecting hits are only kicks. Mm. Oh, that's true. I didn't even I didn't even think about that until uh, it was mentioned in the in the commentary. But I was like, man, like that's crazy. It's crazy because like you always assume someone's going to throw some sort of hand movement. Right, right. Um, but it's it's yeah, it's it's a cool little tidbit. Um, I I like. I like the way that this first scene sets him up. Um, so we have his dad just being, you know, what what is he even? He's like some sort of crime lord thing. Yeah, I, I don't even know really. <laughs> he is man. His his father has no character really, but he is one of the scummiest looking guys. He's got this gold grill of front yep. teeth, you know, like the the mustache, the receding hairline, <laughs> and he has this giant white gray fur coat. <laughs> oh, and he's also like a uh, rapist in, or attempted rapist. I was gonna say he's in a wheelchair, but sure, he's, he's oh well, yeah, he's also a rapist. All, all wheelchair people, you know, they they look scummy. Is what you're saying? <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the son, the the main bad guy in the movie, um, like he, he comes in the fray because he's trying to protect his dad. That's actually the whole point of him in this whole entire movie. He, he's just super protective of his father. Um, and anytime his father's in danger, he comes into fray. Um, this fight, uh, you know, like it, it's a great demonstration of how crazy athletic this man is. And I think that's what, uh, Leung, like, uh, was like attached to when they, they cat they casted him was that he's, he, he's really, uh, you know, he, he is a, he has a good demonstration of his Taekwondo background because mm-hmm. he throws some amazing kicks. He does a lot of like really cr- like incredible flips. There's um I don't want to take this away from you because I know you want to talk about the wall flip so 
Why don't you go at it? The waffle. That's the not waffle. until later, actually. That's not. The, I thought this was this fight. No, it was, it's not until later. No, this is the lounge. We're talking about the lounge fight. Oh, we, we're yes, in the yes, lounge yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, well, that I'm, I'm the lounge fight is the introduction of the character, right? So he he beats up a bunch of like little goons for this rival criminal, and he and uh, and then it eventually becomes a one on one fight between the well, the rival. He's fighting this guy who has like a like a contact lens on, so it looks like he has a dead eye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was threatening his dad. Yep. And yeah, I love um, just how flexible he is. He can do the splits, Still. no problem. <laughs> no, um, like he can put the leg up to somebody mm-hmm. else's shoulder who is of like equal or or greater height than him and he get <laughs> you know he can get it right on their shoulder yeah. or many times he gets it on their face mm-hmm. it's just impressive and and you know we've seen that a lot before but uh add that on to has his athleticism like you said yep. he's able to do oh man like i can't he does so much stuff like he does like forward moving backflips mm-hmm. into like double kicks which then propel him onto his back but then he kips up immediately after and it's all in one shot. It's it, it's like amazing. This is this is why I sought this movie out. Is somebody posted a gif of that that movement mm-hmm. when it's all happening in the one shot, and he also has this great um, uh, physical presence to him where uh, he hits these really, for lack of a better word, like cool poses. Mm-hmm. Like the leg is sprawled out, uh, the one the other leg is bent. He everything about him is visually dynamic. Right, right. Uh, and then he's got the um, like the haircut with uh, he's got the long <laughs> ponytail, and then half of his hair is draped over. I think his like left or right eye. Mm. So you know he, he looks kind of uh, emo ish. Although the, <laughs> before this is, emo's worth it, exactly. But he he's extremely visually distinctive in his uh, in his outfit and also his style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I wonder because the movie's called the Scorpion King. And I, 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 I'm always curious about how the way uh, script, screenplay you know, writing works in Hong Kong cinema because sometimes the turnaround is so quick that they will literally be like, oh, well, I know who I'm casting and I'll write the movie around that. Yeah. So this guy, is, this is the titular Scorpion King, the villain, somehow, for some reason. Um, and the reason why he's called Scorpion King is because he can do this scorpion stance where it's equal parts awesome and equal parts ridiculous <laughs> uh, yeah like so imagine if you were to get in a uh like you're sprawled out on the floor like like okay imagine um you're on all fours mm-hmm. uh but your knees aren't touching the ground now imagine your right leg is picked up and it goes over the over your back so mm-hmm. like on over the back like towards your head in like a it's literal it you're so that leg literally turns into a scorpion tail I, I think in yoga they actually do call this the scorpion oh really yeah i, th- okay. I think so i don't i'm not a big yogi but i, th- I believe that's what mm-hmm. what they call it um when you see it you, the first thing you're going to think of is scorpion even if you don't <laughs> even if you didn't know the title of this movie it's very visually obvious right. what he's doing right and as impractical and as silly as it <laughs> comes across sometimes mm-hmm. you can't deny how just distinctive it looks like i've never seen this anywhere yeah, before this, it, it's like distinctive in a way that like you see like this really uh like a, a naked homeless man on the train it's like oh that's very distinctive it's like it's ridiculous mm-hmm. that that's the weird analogy i'm gonna put to this um because it's weird but yeah it, it's fine i guess but the point i was trying to make is that um did they make the movie did they make the title of the movie scorpion king and then, um, you know, like work everything around that based off of the actor's flexibility and athleticism. 
or the other way around where they they had the movie idea in mind and then they 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 try to look for a guy who could do the pose uh, it's hard to tell because i it seems like scorpion king wasn't the original title I feel that's a marketing thing and Chinese later. definitely isn't, though. Yeah, I think it's a marketing thing later where they realize, like, holy shit, this guy, this, he looks good. We need to market around him mm -hmm. more so than <laughs> the main character, <laughs> uh, Jin Karlok's character. Well, well, the main character is kind of... Well, I guess in the Chinese title, it's more in line with the, the main character's story where... You know, the main character, well, I, I really don't remember the Chinese, character, uh, Chinese title too well, but it literally translates to, like uh the the comic artist tale or something like that whereas in the english titles it's all about the scorpion king yeah so you know oh whatever it, it uh, what, whatever the you know the thought process is or the the filmmaking process I, i'm glad that they had him in it um yun jong playing the villain because uh his fighting style is very uh you know like you said very distinctive it, it like stands out and he's incredibly impressive so like I was saying, if you look at this, his fighting style can come across as a little silly because not only is he getting in this stance, it's extremely low to the ground, and he literally is scurrying left to right, kind of like, a, I mean, not like a scorpion, but it kind of does look like a scorpion when he does it because it's, he's moving in such small increments. Mm -hmm. um, well, so very quickly. Yeah, so you, you could laugh at him and be like, okay, this is stupid, but I think it was very clever how they utilized it mm -hmm. um, to make it, to make it to make him win like fights mm. uh, because yes, he gets low and he gets in this kind of silly looking pose, but he doesn't always stay there. It, it he does eventually get up off the ground, but you see in uh, just moving ahead a little bit in other fights, when he gets into that pose, it's almost like, Oh, now he means business. Sure. And now he's like really uh, utilizing this style to his advantage. Yeah. 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 Um, and since we're jumping ahead just a little bit uh, there, the main villain has specific uh, moves that he does throughout the, the film. And I, I'm, I do want to talk about that because uh, the way that the main character utilizes that to his, his advantage um, is very clever. And I, I give the, the filmmakers a lot of props for that. But um, yeah, but like in terms of like being in this particular scorpion pose, it's so impractical. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Realistically. But um, the way that he utilizes it, it's, it seems... I mean, it seems like possible because like, you know, if because this is me being a fucking nerd, um, you guys, you ever played Soul Calibur? Yeah. Remember Valdo? Yeah. He, this guy's Valdo. Really? And he's very much like Valdo. Because like he has so much black back flexibility and so much. Oh, like, okay. Okay. It's like, I, it, I don't know. Valdo comes across <laughs> as like some guy who just really wants to give you a massage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's what I get when I look at Valdo. He's like a contortionist kind of thing. And yeah, I can see how, you know. I, I give it the pass because the you know he's super flexible and he's such a contortionist style of of you know martial artist that's like all right if he's in a scorpion pose at least he can break into any sort of other stance easily because he's such a contortionist. Yeah, and it he it's weird that you use the words contortionist because I didn't feel he was doing anything that was impractical. Oh really? <laughs> be besides the pose, which is very impractical, mm -hmm. like. Other than that, the only things I thought that didn't work was when he was doing the splits, uh, mm -hmm. and and he was, I guess, up against the wall. Right, well, that when was he reverse was, footage. Yeah, yeah. Each time that they did it. Well, it I mean, footage. when he's 
sure they reverse the footage for him to go into that pose but he's holding himself up in a split mm-hmm. against the wall like that was the only time i was like okay that's you know you can't really hold yourself up like that. right yeah you know it's funny uh that's that's very very like old school um uh shaw brothers like i'm, th- I'm thinking a lot about that now now that you brought it up uh I'm immediately thinking of uh, five deadly venoms um they do that quite often in, in that film uh someone will go into like a, a split stance while holding themselves up against the wall yeah like while suspended like 10 feet in the air right right and this is what this character does i feel like there's, there's enough throwbacks into like the old older school shaw brothers kind of thing but that's also because well this is 92 right yeah yeah but lao ka you know his background comes from like shaw brothers you know like well his film background you know like yeah. you know uh, that was when his heyday was so you know like he's, he's throwing a lot of influences from that so uh it, it's cool it's cool although it's it's i mean by the 90s it starts to feel a little stale but it's not like i'm gonna take you know take it away from it mm-hmm. the, the film entirely yeah so i'm not so familiar with so many of the shaw brothers movies so when i saw stuff like this i i understood that um you know it, it looked a little odd but mm-hmm. at least it fits within his his visual style like mm-hmm. medium like it, it works for that character sure. because we know how flexible and how uh, bendy he is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the great thing about it is his style and is that, or like his choreography, is that there's minimal wire work, yeah. especially with him. And, and, and we also should mention the fact that he's basically doing all his own stunts, with the exception of the one, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just the one. He does a lot of crazy things in this movie. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to say that, um, there, so this is 92, mm-hmm. there is wire work. There's very clearly sure. wire work in some of the stuff, but it's not, it's not that bad, mm-hmm. uh, because, and it's not that bad because he does so much grounded like flips mm-hmm. and just these crazy jumps and yep. kicks all in the one take that when it does cut to like a wire shot where he's like flying across screen, I'm like, okay, that sure fine just right. just get that part over with so we can get to more of his <laughs> his like complicated movements yeah yeah um yeah but well he he's basically beats up the first dude um in, in the lounge uh, to just to, to exemplify how talented he is as a fighter um and then after that we get like a training sequence unless oh i know you want to mention the the wall flip which is your favorite thing from this movie yeah uh <laughs> and and so we were talking about this i so as I mentioned, yes, there is wire work. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to tell sometimes what's wires and what isn't mm-hmm. because he you can see he's just that skilled in all these flips he does. Mm-hmm. And there's this crazy moment where he jumps towards a wall and he backflips off it, but he gets so much distance off the backflip <laughs> that it looks fake, but maybe it's not well like maybe my, my argument not, not not even argument it's more like a how would they even like realistically how would he even be able to be propelled that far away because like if there was let's say like a wire around his his like his it have to be his, his sides chest. right it would have to be at the sides but then if they're pulling him behind and like the way that he's spinning like he, he would be flipping over the wire so that's physically not possible but then at the same time it's like how does he get that much horizontal distance while not getting that much height Maybe well, he just has a lot of leg strength. That, well, that's what I'm. Skip like that. That's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> the stuff he does mm-hmm. looks unrealistic, even though he may actually be doing them. So that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm just so impressed with, yep. but also confused. Like, how is this guy able to do these things? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But yeah, you know, oh, man, I, I I like this first fight a lot. But then you know, I feel like the rest of the movie, like uh, one, they're fresher in my mind. But two, it's like I, I like the last fight scene so much. It kind of overshadows this. But the the benefits, um, the great thing about this movie is the way that they establish that, um, you know, like I said before, that the main character has studied the villain's moves and he knows what he's going to do. And it comes into play several times throughout the film, so it doesn't feel like it's well, doing I would a say, disservice. I would say not till later where. That really? comes into play, yeah. Well, this first scene, um, you well, while this is all happening, the main character is outside the room, just like eavesdropping, and he's drawing pictures. He has like photographic memory, or apparently he's or he's like a printer. Yeah, he just pretty much. Out, like exactly what's happening on screen, and has like perfect detailed, like perfect details. Yes, <laughs> there's no eraser on this pencil. No, nope, not at all. <laughs> Um, he's just perfectly drawing out what, what's happening. And, um, yeah, like it, it comes into play much later in the film. And I, I like that they keep on establishing this throughout the, the movie. It's like, oh, wow, that's really clever. It, it's not, oh, it doesn't always work, but I'd say it's pr pretty clever as a, you know, generally speaking. Um, but yeah, and, uh, but after this, we don't have another fight scene for a little while, but, uh, we have, uh, we have a training montage because, um, well, once the main characters are, I guess, in, uh, well, not framed, but they're like um, well, I guess they're accused. They're, they're in exile. Oh, right, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. because uh, what the main the villains want them to. Um, well, like well, they well, want to they want to kill them. Yeah, they want to kill them. So like, the, and then also the love interest May, I think her name is. Mm -hmm. uh, she's also now hiding out with them. So the the main villain, not not the Scorpion King, mm -hmm. uh, he wanted her mm -hmm. um, as a prostitute, I think, and mm -hmm. so he's. He just he's trying to find her the whole movie technically. Yeah, yeah. Then the rest of this we don't technically have to spoil. I feel like it's a little bit more self-explanatory, but just setting it up. Mm -hmm. um, well, we should we should know like the training montage that. Um, <laughs> so while uh, uh, Chin Karlock's character mm -hmm. is is escaping from the uh, the villain's hideout after he witnessed all this stuff and he does those sketches, mm -hmm. he um, is saved by a group of men, <laughs> <laughs> and this was. Man, so this when I was watching this, uh, that opening daydream sequence, you know, it 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 fooled me. I was like, oh no, is this going to be like a, yeah. just a Wuxia film? No. So what happens is he runs to this gate, and you see, and he's he's begging these men behind the gate for help, like, oh, these people are trying to, to yeah. trying to kill me and my father, and you see that they are all muscle bound men, uh, topless. Only wearing pants that are held up by suspenders. They're very, very big, muscular men. <laughs> and I thought, oh no, is this going to be some sort of homophobic joke? <laughs> oh, you think so? Oh, I'm, I, I'm glad I, they didn't go that route. I, yeah, yeah. I, and it would I would make I, it very dated. Right, right. I was thinking, oh no, this is just going to be like, oh, these are you know gay men, but they're going to help me, and they're just going to make it like a cheap joke mm -hmm. at the expense. But no, uh, it turns out that. Um, this, uh, this, this group of men are, um, students of a teacher. Uh, I, I don't remember the guy's name though. Uh, Frankie Chan, uh, mm. I was literally just looking that up right now. Um, Frankie Chan, whose career I'm not, I don't follow too much, but I will say that I recognized him as soon as we were watching this film. Uh, I was like, oh shit, it's the, it's one of the, I guess, small roles, but like smaller roles in the movie Ricky O. Yes. Yeah, yes. you reckon you remember that? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah right, but right. He's, he takes his own intestines and tries to, uh, <laughs> tries to kill uh, uh, Fan Si Wong. Uh, I love that. <laughs> it's, it's great. Um, but here he's actually playing a good guy. Um, and I think I actually was surprised at the route that the movie took for a little while because it took me for a loop because 
Um, one thing I like about this movie is that it's it starts to subvert subvert my expectations that it's gonna be all about like oh you need to be a muscly bound man to beat the villain. Mm-hmm. It's all about you know uh, strength, a uh, brawn over brains kind of thing. And I was like oh interesting. I've never seen a movie like this. And it takes that route for a very long time. Mm-hmm. At least half of the movie, it's like, okay, well, if you can't beat the villain with you know technique, just overpower just, him. Just overpower him exactly. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought that was what the route that the whole movie was in was going to take until until Logalong showed up. And I was like, oh, he's in the movie. Okay, this movie's going to be very <laughs> a little bit more traditional. Then. Right. So when they introduced the uh, Frankie Chan's character mm-hmm. and the fact that he's a, a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. the movie got really, really interesting for me because mm-hmm. I've never seen a martial arts movie that was that incorporated uh, Western uh, health yeah. and, and fitness into it. <laughs> it was so bizarre to see yeah. him do this. And it's great because... He, so he's teaching a class about muscles, literally about <laughs> muscles, and he even references the famous, you know, Bruce Lee clo- quote, yeah. you know, uh, Chinese men are, are not, mm-hmm. um, what is it? Well, oh, no. Oh, oh we are not. Things we about are, Chinese people. Well, we are not the, the weak men of China. Is that Oh, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. From, uh, from um, damn, we did Fist of Fury. Yeah, yeah. So he, he references that, and then he talks about, you know, strength training, and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, he starts going into uh, the diet. Uh, of mm-hmm. west versus east and i was like man what is going on in this movie I, that's why i was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. so <laughs> i remember watching this uh and i was like zero this feels like this movie was written by my dad <laughs> because this whole scene really feels like it because my uh, it's weird enough my, my dad was a bodybuilder in, in like the you know before i was born um and I, I don't take the same approach as him but it's funny like because uh, like when he talks to me about athleticism he's like oh, i don't do martial arts like who, who needs that you just be be big like no one's gonna mess with you i'm like and then watching this film I'm like holy shit my dad wrote this movie <laughs> it really feels like it and like the um a lot of it just uh, um feels like uh, the same kind of principles that like old school bodybuilders would have uh similar to the characters that you see in this movie um which whereas like instead of blocking moves or avoiding uh, attacks you just take it head on mm-hmm. literally because uh the, the, you know the, a big portion of the middle of the movie uh is this just um ascension to you know like athletic uh, like athletic prowess that the main character needs to go through and you know, basically a, little, you know, a training montage that keeps on going on and um you know, like throughout the whole sequence like he just learns that he just needs to get bigger and stronger yeah and um and the one thing i appreciate about this movie is that even though it didn't go that route a hundred percent it takes an like it parry cherry picks a little bit of that mentality is like you need to be strong but, but you also need yeah. to be skillful mm-hmm. right yeah that that's what i liked about this movie a lot it, it, exactly what you said uh, it it goes in one direction but it's it's not always staying in that direction mm-hmm. they you realize you have to get uh what works in both areas so what works in becoming strong mm-hmm. but then what also works in the technical side which mm-hmm. which uh, uh lao Garlong's character yeah. um reveals to him later right right and i guess we can kind of jump all over the place with this because that's the whole f- I, I'm, I'm more interested in the philosophy of the movie more than like the story at this <laughs> point um because lao Garlong, i'm like he's in hiding he doesn't want to reveal to the world that he's a martial artist anymore but I will say when it is revealed that he was like a, a an ex crime lord, like his his uh he was an assassin, actually. or assassin or whatever, like he's covered in tattoos. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just like the most ridiculous reveal ever. It's a weird reveal. Uh, yeah, 
and maybe we're maybe we just spoil that but uh, uh yeah well okay that's a thing i i guess i'm a little bit um i don't know if that's a huge spoiler but if you know who laukaleum is uh, um back in the day if you see him in a movie chances are he's gonna be fighting <laughs> yeah 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 so. i mean so i'm not familiar with his catalog i i've only seen him in in the drunken master film so mm-hmm. when i saw him i just kept thinking i was like i know you where do i know you from <laughs> And then because he starts, he starts taking uh, Chin Karlock's character on as kind of this apprentice, I thought, oh, okay, he's just going to be this uh, master character, but he's not going to fight. Like, I didn't think he was going to fight, actually. Mm, okay. I, and jumping ahead a little bit, I thought the movie was going to be just be him teaching Chin Karlock's character how to do martial arts uh, secretly by teaching him how to cook. Yeah, it was because, like because a he does. Kind of yeah, thing. because he does do that, mm-hmm. which, which I loved. And you can, cl- if you've seen Karate Kid, then you you cannot unsee uh, this type right. of teaching. Like, oh, do this over and over and over again. Oh, it's gonna come into practice later. Yeah, that that trope is tried and true. Like way even before Karate Kid, but you know yeah. everyone knows Karate Kid because mm-hmm. like it seems like the yeah like that, the prime example of that. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's true. It's like um, all he's doing is telling him like, oh, just flip the walk, this massive walk. But then, like, un- little does the main character know that it's, like, training his wrist strength. Or yeah, his, yeah. You know, like, well, I will say... Like, washing the walk? Yeah, the good thing about him teaching him teaching him kung fu through cooking is he actually does become a better cook later, which, <laughs> yeah. which is kind of surprising. Oh, this movie's about cooking. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this whole movie's all about. Um, well, yeah, like, there's, like, him cooking, like, holding the walk, like, washing the walk um like grabbing items uh, as as logo was like throwing it to, like tossing it to him and he grabs a piece of coal <laughs> um you know it trains his reflexes and stuff this is literally the the, the birth of functional strength training <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um no but yeah like it's it's cool it's it's, it's it, i like the concept a lot and um and it doesn't completely throw out the original ideas that you know were established with like the you know, strength training, where, where you were mentioned before with the bodybuilders, uh, the very homoerotic uh, <laughs> portion of the movie where, um, like, you just see a whole bunch of uh, half-naked men and they're just you know, weight training in the outdoors. And it's like, what, what, it, don't, don't those things rust? This guy has a mansion. <laughs> it, it, it's like his backyard. He has yeah. the, uh, oh, the marble stone statues of, you know, muscular men. It's yeah. it's great. It's such a, it's such a fun visual. <laughs> You know you're rich when you your your servants are white people. Yes, white <laughs> white women serving trays of beef and bread because they're like, oh, you we need. No, he, he even the character makes a statement. Uh, he's like, oh well, uh, us Chinese people, our our nutrition is completely all uh, messed up. We we cook the shit out of uh, all our vegetables. Here's this whole table full of bread. Yeah. Let's have that. That's good for you. Right. So he he makes a good point, but then he like. <laughs> takes a step back by offering everyone bread. Right. Completely unintentional because mm-hmm. early 90s, our, our food pyramid is completely different oh, these yeah. days. <laughs> um, it's cool. I, I, I like seeing that because, like you said, it's um, uh, I've never seen anything like that. Or, or at least in like Hong Kong cinema, uh, especially back in the day. It's like they don't they are all about like technique and such. It, it's very dogmatic in a way. It wasn't really until Bruce Lee came in where it's like, OK, well, we need a little bit of both. And I like that this movie um, kind of goes along the same path that Bruce Lee, you know, had where it's like, yeah, you need to be strong, but you also need to be skillful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like that they balance the two. Yeah, because he can't lift that heavy walk or mm-hmm. that 
heavy person, you know, without practicing with a walk. So yeah, you need the strength. Mm-hmm. That uh, that scene where Logalum has the egg in his hand. Well, they both have the eggs in their hand, and they're 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 playing with bloody knuckles. What is that? <laughs> well, he's like, you know, give me the five hundred pound punch. Oh yeah, know, yeah. While but, they're both holding the eggs. Yeah, and Logalum, like he's his egg is perfectly fine, but the whereas the the main character he gets egg all over his face. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Um, but you know, it's because he doesn't know how to control the strength. I think that's. I know that you found it kind of um like weird mm-hmm. I, don't know if, I don't know if you found it weird but like you, you find that kind of i was a strange. little con- i was a little confused because i just thought well wouldn't both eggs break but then i didn't i didn't realize that he was saying like oh i'm mm-hmm. i'm concentrating my strength in my fingers where you're just using brute strength uh, yeah. like as a as a whole yeah so yeah. i think that's why i got confused i didn't, I, I didn't realize he said that yeah I, I like that a lot i was like okay that's that's cool it's you know like again it's like channeling your energy kind of thing whereas like being a brute the entire time won't get you anywhere and but there are some uh but then I, I feel like there's a little bit of propaganda in here what propaganda against like the whole like oh you need to be strong uh, you shouldn't just train strength like it takes a little a step too far sometimes because they're like they're they're making strength training to be as like like for dummies <laughs> and that that's actually a, a cultural thing uh, if, mm-hmm. if you like look back into like the the 90s and like the, uh, and earlier on they're like well um, you know, it's, it's it, back in the, back then they're really prioritized, you know, um, your energy, your, your skill way more than muscles. Right. Um, so what, so because like they, they prioritize it so much, um, they make people who are considered or looked really strong to appear kind of stupid. Mm. Well, and, I mean, that's kind of evident in American culture too, where, yeah. we, I mean, we, we have the term meathead or jock or yeah. jock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think people are starting to realize now it's like, okay, well you can be strong, but it doesn't mean you're a dummy. Yeah. 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 Well, that, well, the movie does it in a way where, uh, yeah, it, it feels like it oversimplifies like people who are strong where like, remember that, uh, there's a scene where they're punching this, um, just punching this machine and it goes up to like 500, 500 pounds. Yeah. Like indicating that his punch is like 500 pounds. And, and, and it's like, okay, I get it. It's like, okay, it's 500 pounds, but then that's not always, it depends on how you're throwing the punch. Mm-hmm. And it's like later in the film where, um, uh, Frankie, Frankie Chan. Yeah. Oh, I literally forgot his name already. <laughs> already. Uh, Frankie Chan, um, is fighting, um, um, Kim Won Jun, uh, in, in one of the later scenes. He throws a punch, but the punch is completely different. It's like a, it's like an uppercut, like it's it's like a half cocked uppercut. And then um, the main character is like, "Oh wow, that's five hundred pounds!" Like he didn't, but I'm like, he didn't use his body weight into that. He didn't even like do the full punch. It's like, why would you think that's five hundred pounds? That that looks like it's like less uh, impact but and then later on he does like a, a double fisted punch yeah he uses both his hands and he's like whoa that must be a thousand pounds <laughs> and i'm like that's not how any of this works no it is will because that's 500 times two. Oh, okay yes, oh i don't know yeah. math yeah that's your but problem Chinese people right are really good at math so yeah. i don't know yeah um yeah that's what I'm, that, what I'm trying to say is like it's it's oversimplified yeah yeah no i i get it i get <laughs> they're, it they're, they're just trying to make the muscle bound men look even dumber well it's weird because i didn't i didn't feel that so this kind of brings us into our next pretty much the next fight right mm-hmm. i didn't feel that he came across as dumb at all in this movie. no definitely not i, I yeah. actually like this character a lot mm-hmm. it, like yeah he's he's a great character he he recognizes that uh uh, Chin Karlok's uh, character and his father were in trouble. He helped, you know, helped them to escape from the police. And mm-hmm. he even 
uh, so kindly takes him in as a student, even though he's poor. So yeah, yeah he's a, he's a nice guy. And in the end, he's trying to help the one character's sister get out of prostitution. Oh yeah, that's what leads to this fight. So if anything, he's he's a really great guy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, sure. Like morally speaking, yeah. But like mm-hmm. in terms of like his um his fighting ability, they're they're like they're just oversimplifying just a little bit. Yeah, but I but it they so they never made him out to be a martial artist. I felt right. Well, well, uh, I don't know about that because you they, they established so? during the training sessions. They're like, oh. Um, well, when the main uh, okay, okay, let me rephrase. They never. I felt like they never made him out to be like a, a kung fu martial artist. Right, but, sure, but sure. he knew how to fight. Mm, how about okay. that? Right. So, so his his uh, his moves against the Scorpion King, they are very simple, but they are a good demonstration of his his power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You could say right. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, I, let me backpedal just a little bit because I don't think that, um, you know, like I, I still believe that, like technique beats strength any day, like for sure. Um, it's just like the movie goes a little, a little bit too much that direction where it's like, oh, strength, strong people are really dumb. Mm-hmm. Like strong people believe that you need to take punches head on, like, literally take punches head on. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's, it, yeah, I guess they can kind of like take more hits because they're stronger, but at the same time, it's like you should probably dodge. A punch to the face if you could <laughs> um but I, I i like that uh like I, I like that there's a little bit of exaggeration in the movie and by little i mean a lot um because <laughs> like the the frankie or uh, freddie frankie 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 goddamn uh frankie can literally hold a speeding car up with his two arms <laughs> like in deadlift the, the car oh and he can one hand lift a full-grown man oh, in yeah. a wheelchair <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, but you know, like, like, yeah, like he's, he's demonstrating that like he's, he's all strength, right? But yes, and this is what the part that uh, I like about the movie is that the main character has adapted a little bit of both, mm-hmm. right? And, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, It's very evident in the final fight. Yes. Like for sure. And I think that's, that's uh, something we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, but the, the fight between, um, between Frankie, Frankie, goddamn, I keep wanting to say Freddie, uh, Freddie Mercury uh frankie and um the main bad guy the the villain um is very interesting i actually like this fight a lot i i kind of knew what direction it was gonna go but i was also kind of sad that the that frankie didn't win you know? i mean he he, he needed he had to lose yeah, yeah he had to lose for the main character yeah and so uh, i realize this now uh frankie does not fight the scorpion king uh, immediately he finds he fights this like uh, lower henchman yeah yeah mm-hmm. first and i love the opening of this fight because not only like i mentioned not only do we get frankie one hand lifting a, a full-grown oh, man <laughs> in a wheelchair we get uh this this underling guy uh, who grabs Frankie's clothes. Uh, mind you, he's in this really nice-looking tuxedo. Yeah. They're trying to disguise themselves as, like, European... Uh, sure, they sn- look very European. European snobs trying to buy <laughs> prostitutes. He grabs at his clothing, and he tries to pull at him, 
but Frankie is just this stone that he stays still. And so the bad guy pulls off his top. <laughs> and there he is in his traditional, you know, pants, suspenders, you know. And, all, and the woman in the room is like, oh, no. Yeah, she can't oh, look. I can't, I can't, she, oh, I'm no. too modest for this. <laughs> uh, yes, it's, it's hilarious because it, uh, he does hold uh, the, the dad up with one arm um, in, the, in the wheelchair. And then in comes uh, four dudes with um with chains and metal tie, chains yeah, yeah they try to tie him up but he's so strong literally so strong they can just like just fling them around like they're rag dolls um you know like and it's kind of reminiscent of, like older shaw brothers movies where like that one dude who's like tied up he'll he'll maneuver his way out like using his like his superior martial arts whereas this guy's just like all right you guys are like paperweights to me yeah, so i'm just gonna yeah. fling you around where another martial artist mm-hmm. might like you know flip and twist mm-hmm. his way out of the chains he yeah. literally throws guys out the window yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like it mm-hmm. and then the the um yun jong comes in and the, the fight at first is in favor of the more muscular um uh frankie however I will say his his character, like uh, in terms of like the continuity of the fight, like it seems like he would have won um, because he he puts him he puts um, the the villain in such uh, grapple holds that it, it feels like there's really nothing that the villain can do to get out of this. But yeah. Somehow through convenience, he always manages to get the upper hand. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to imply that um, Kim Wong Jun's flexibility mm-hmm. uh, was able to finally like evade the strength. Sure. And, and you kind of got that a little bit. Sure. I We mentioned this many times. I'm not exactly sure I saw the moment when uh, he was able to turn the tide in his favor because, like you mentioned, he was literally getting overpowered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This whole fight, he was getting him in grapples, he was getting him in holds. Yep. And it was kind of nice to see that because... This whole time, we knew how skilled um, Kim Wong Jun was as a fighter, mm-hmm. and now to see him literally kind of get crushed by by Frankie's strength, and mm-hmm. I was like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> but then he, uh, but then he's able to kind of right. maneuver his way out. He gets those stylish moves off on him, and eventually, because eventually, it's just him kicking him like in the face. Yeah, 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 getting those hits off in the face, and that's what turns the tide. Yeah, see, like even. I wouldn't even say that the that Frankie doesn't have the technique in him because there's this one moment where um, he has uh, the the bad guy um, in this like behind the behind the back like arm lock mm-hmm. and the villain tries to like kick him from you know from that that uh, that position but Frankie blocks the kick like instinctively. Yeah, uh, that was that knee. was a great moment. Yeah, it's, it's all in slow mo, mm-hmm. but I was like, okay, well, like he, clearly he has the technique in him too. So, uh, like, I, I don't understand how he's still losing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I guess it's just out of convenience. Um, and but like the 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 villain has like all these, um, I guess what I call repeated. Uh, he has a lot of moves uh, throughout the the film where he he he'll keep on you know doing, and it it works every single time, and that's why it's great. So great the the final fight scene. Or, you know, the final two fight scenes, I mean. Um, there's one, was it this fight or a previous fight where he does um, uh, he does a front flip and immediately goes into a back bridge? Yes. I think it was this I one, I think right? that's this one. Well, he that's one of his signature moves in mm-hmm. this movie. And I'm telling you, he's Valdo. Every time he does this, I, I just kept on saying like, oh my God, because to do a back flip into mm-hmm. a, what is that? A, a, a back bend, a back bridge, bridge wheel, yeah. whatever. Whatever you want to call it. Right, right. Because y- your head is 
just so close to the mm-hmm. ground and mm-hmm. you need to be able to catch yourself to prevent it from just smashing and giving yourself like a concussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, oh God, it's <laughs> so freaking impressive every time he does that. Yeah, and like, he does like variants of it later too where he's, well, later in this film when he's fighting uh, Logalo, he does a back back handspring and immediately going into the scorpion pose. Mm-hmm. And he does it so gracefully. Uh, it's, it's like, holy shit, this guy has incredible control. And um, yeah, like I, like even though he ends up in this stupid fucking pose that's so <laughs> so silly looking. I love this pose. <laughs> <laughs> like if if someone got into that pose in a fight, I'm immediately stomping on his face. I'm telling you <laughs> that right now. It's like it's right there. Um, but anyways, um, <laughs> this fight kind of turns in the favor of the villain because the villain just has speed on him, right? I would say it. It's definitely. I would say it's more flexibility. Mm, okay. uh, he's able to. It, I, I noticed the fight kind of turned in his favor when he was able to kind of get that split kick mm-hmm. where he where he oh put pins him against the wall. Yeah, where he pins him against the wall, and then he was able to get um, upper body shots and then mm-hmm. like face shots, uh, face kicks. Right, and well, we see that earlier in the the first literal first fight with the with um, Kim Won Jung uh, that he one of his sleight of hands is to use his hair literally yes. use his hair to swipe mm. at the you know his opponent and i don't actually i still can't tell what is what is in his hair do you Nothing. think it's like it's just it's just hair i think it's just his hair yeah and and, and as silly as it sounds yes that's extremely distracting mm. but if you think about that in a fight if you're not expecting that mm. you can easily lose sure. balance you could easily get thrown off right I, I i just assumed because of the sound editing and the way that it was uh, literally composed i thought there was like some piece of metal in his hair or something no like that. they never they never imply anything i mm. they just imply he uses that to like kind of distract his mm. opponents okay i definitely missed that detail because that i think that was the literal turning point of the fight it was like mm-hmm. the the muscle bound man didn't expect that and it, it completely blinds literally blindsided him and after that, he he didn't know what to do to you know defend himself against the the bad guy. However, um, <laughs> I like that that those shots of him um, getting pummeled in the face with those kicks, and uh, you can tell that the actor just had a mouthful of water. Spit, <laughs> spit oh, man. when you get hit. One of my favorite uh, martial art movie tropes. Yeah, I love like, it. Like, did you take a drink off screen suddenly? <laughs> I love it. It's great. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, but it's like. They literally had to fill their mouth up with like a, a like completely to the to the brim, like a big so gulp like, of water, yeah, yeah, and just spit it all out. It's mm-hmm. like that this guy is nothing but water now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, then he ends up you know losing. And, well, there's this one move that um, oh, how do you describe it uh, to the layman um, that the villain does he to try to end the fight. He does a aerial twist, an aerial twist immediately followed by a 540 kick. And yes, he's like he's doing it like running towards the mm-hmm. camera, right? Yeah, yeah. I like the shot a lot. It's mm-hmm. so impressive. And like I said, he tries that several times throughout the film. And there, there's other uh, things he tries to do throughout the film too, like that whole like uh, behind the back uh, arm lock where he flips forward into a front flip and then immediately jumps backwards, does a backward uh, a back flip and then tries to kick as he's doing the back flip, aka a flash kick. Um, but yeah, like uh, he has like repeated moves throughout the film, and and remember the main character is like documenting everything. Yeah. Well, so just to, just to say like yes, he has the same moves uh, throughout the film. But like I, I guess I didn't really notice because it's always shot differently, mm, so right. that um, it it just always looks unique. It, we get it at a different angle, so I'm like, oh, that's that's yeah. different. But as we were watching this, I was like, oh shit, he just 
he has the same movesets, but they're just they're so good though. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not taking away from mm-hmm. the fact that he's like you know he's still it's still impressive. I, like yeah, it's shot differently. But the only thing that reminds you constantly that he's doing the same moves is because the main character is, is he's know, drawing him. Drawing yeah, him. yeah, and it, it's done cleverly, kinda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they 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 played for laughs too because mm-hmm. he you know he is still kind of bumbling idiot sometimes. Mm-hmm. So when he's supposed to be assisting, he's just drawing <laughs> like oh okay we get it we yeah. get it yeah yeah. Um, so the muscle man loses. Frankie is out of the movie entirely. It's weird. I actually was hoping for a little resolution with him, but whatever. We don't, we don't really get that. Well, we don't get resolution with him, and we don't get resolution with the love interest, if you think about oh, it. we don't get resolution for anyone Anybody. except the main character. Yeah, that's you're, you're it. You're right. It, it, to jump ahead a little bit, yeah, like once that last fight ends, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. I totally, yeah. Which kind of sucks. I, I would have liked, you know, like the resolution with them yeah. because, because I... I did like these characters, you know, yeah. like uh, this, there's some very cheesy stuff going on in this movie, but yeah, it's excusable, I, though. I like the, I like the characters and I thought the plot was just different. So mm-hmm. different that I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, philosophy wise. Um, oh man. But the, the, I mean, just to go back a little bit, like mm-hmm. uh, everything that leads up to a final fight is a culmination of, um, you know, like everything that the main characters learned, you know, at a certain point he's like, okay, I'm really strong now. But then he learns that that's not even that's not the way of you know it's the, not enough it's not enough exactly it's it's not the you know method that he should be approaching it with and then he adopts Logalum as his mentor his 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 his, uh, his teacher well he was actually there all along uh, that's true although he didn't really want to teach him well he had nothing to teach he wasn't trying to teach anyone well he was teaching him how to cook oh. he just he just <laughs> revealed that. Teaching in teaching him cooking, he was actually teaching him martial arts. As but well. he also said never to use it. <laughs> and then literally, like ten minutes later, he's using. They it. have to use it. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Uh, the final fight is with Logalo. Well, it starts with him uh, taking care of a bunch of people at, on the stairs. Um, I like this uh, because the first uh, mini boss that appears is a man with a, a three section staff, uh, very reminiscent of. Um, uh, of uh, 36 Chambers, that, that same exact weapon. Yes. Um, and I like it because, uh, holy crap, I forget sometimes how incredibly um, dexterous or incredibly nimble that Logalion could be. And in this movie, he must have been in like his 40s, 50s? Had to be, right? Yeah. Probably 40, 50s. I would say, say. F- say 50s. Yeah, he, lo- he looks like an older man. He doesn't look bad, though. No, de- definitely not. He, but, looks, he looks great, but and he's, he's very nimble. He's very nimble, yeah. yeah. Especially when he, he um, takes the three-section snap away from the, the mini-boss. And he's wielding it like with such ease, like behind the back, and he's he's doing that move where it's spinning, but mm-hmm. uh, it's spinning on top of his back while mm-hmm. he's like in this crouching position, yes. and yeah. he's and he's kind of his body is rotating and he's moving towards the guy, yeah. very very visually, uh, very very nice visual. Yeah, and I mentioned to you this while we're watching it, it's so scary mm-hmm. when he does that because you see the actor is just so close to that to the edge of that tri staff. Yeah. And even when he he stops spinning it and he grabs the end and he like kind of swings it in his face, I'm just like, oh, you're yeah. gonna hit him. Yeah, it was all one one take. It's yeah. great. I love it. Um, and it's played for a little comedy too because um, even in the final fight of the movie, where this is all one very elongated uh, fight scene, uh, the main character is still not technically a capable martial artist yet. It's not until like later where he's he kind of. I, I would so I I would go against that a little bit and just say I think he is. But he doesn't. He doesn't realize. Okay, sure, he sure. he really needs the help of uh, his Long's. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, um, 
yeah, the the the, uh, the main character is there, kind of like still drawing because he, he still needs to learn. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I could have done without that. That I, I could have done without the comedy anymore. Mm-hmm. Like sure. I, I felt like uh, a lot of times when you have a comedy and you come to the end, like you can kind of forego that because just you know just get rid of the bad guy. Right, right. Um, but it's fine. It, there are comedic elements later, so mm-hmm. sure, it, it's persistent throughout. Sure, sure. Um, they end up in the top of the well, like on the second, third floor, whatever. Um, they beat up the, the the dad even more. Uh, the villain appears and well, they, he was, they have he a little was, bit more. Well, he was, he was trying to rape the love interest in well, the bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, you don't see any. Nothing happens. Yeah. yeah. yeah but remember, early '90s rape was just like you know, like a, like a passing thing in, in movies. Well, it's just uh, like a small. The, uh, on a slight tangent, one of the sad things about this movie is it deals with uh, you know sex trafficking. Oh, I guess yeah. kind of, you know, like how how some of the people are duped into selling family members for uh, labor mm-hmm. and they don't know how to read the contracts. And it actually says labor and, or prostitution. I was, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. what is going on? in this? Don't, don't watch the movie for that. Yeah. <laughs> watch it for the funny parts. Yeah. And the, the action stuff. Uh, don't for, don't don't think about the sex trafficking thing. Makes everything a hampered. Yeah. Um, but he saves her though. Yeah, he yeah. does. He, he does. saves her from this I, I, creepy I, I man. I wasn't going to talk about the 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 rape portion. <laughs> I was going to talk about the uh, uh, well. Once the villain is is there, um, Logan okay, gets up there as well, and um, I, I like the way it starts too because there's one moment where um, because there's a bathtub literally sitting in the middle of the room, and uh, the villain oh, is. Let me mention something before you get into sure, that. Okay, but... uh, so how how uh, Logan gets there is. Um, uh, the Scorpion King uh, kind of is uh, off camera. He comes from left oh, to yeah. right. And it's like a fucking, I don't know, some sort of like, car- it's like a cartoon move. Uh, Carlong <laughs> opens the door and it causes him to bounce yeah. back because he was jumping towards the door. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Definitely taking a note from uh, like, like, a, like a Jackie film in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, no, I, I just really small. I wanted to point out when Logan was like fighting um um uh, Yun-jung, uh you know on on like right next to that bathtub he's he he flips the guy over like he uh the villain's about to fall on his head but it looks like he's just about to smack his head against the the edge of the the rim the rim of the the bathtub mm-hmm. but he catches himself and i can't tell if that's wire work but even if it is that's fucking terrifying <laughs> it's scary you see him catch himself and you see his head almost hit so if you noticed um after that shot, the bathtub just disappears. I think mm. they realized that they needed to get rid of that, and it was just oh, causing. Right. I think it was just causing problems or, or something. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah, things do disappear. You mentioned before in the previous scene with the muscle man, um, he just takes care of all the chains, and they just disappear immediately after. He throws them on the floor, and yeah, they, they never get in the way. <laughs> They're never in a shot again. That's fine. I, I can forgive stuff like sure. that. But I, 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 after we watched that bathtub scene, mm-hmm. I realized like, oh. Like he almost got hurt. They're like, "Fuck this bathtub," <laughs> and, it's, and it's never in the shot again. Um, we, uh, how does this go? Because uh, we're, we're taking out of the the bathtub scene, and then we go into like the outdoor patio area. So Laogar Long's character kicks him mm-hmm. out the window. Which, oh yeah, the window. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. leads to that fucking crazy stunt. <laughs> All in slow mo. You don't see the face because we don't actually have... This is the one... I think the only stunt in the entire movie where um, the villain's not actually performing his own stunt. But it's so dangerous that that's okay. Because it's he's literally diving headfirst into the stairs. 
and he's crashing like shoulders first into each step. Yeah, it's yeah. oh my god. And I said this to you uh, when we were wa- rewatching this. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a dummy because mm-hmm. so you know when the, there's a really unnatural uh, thing that happens if you watch like comedies and you see someone throw like a like yeah. a dummy like when the stuntman hits mm-hmm. it you know the body loses control mm-hmm. and it makes it look like a dummy so i guess when i was watching it i was look i was i guess only really i only really noticed when that impact happens mm-hmm. and it looks fake because the body you know loses control right, right. it's oh god i can't i can't look at that scene <laughs> it's thank thankfully it cuts quick mm-hmm. and it it goes into the next, next action but uh yeah they said the actor or the stuntman broke ribs and he was unfortunately in the hospital for a, a few months. So Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, that is that, very disappointing, and that is definitely a, like a stunt gone wrong. Yeah, you I'm, can clearly see. Actually, it's good that they left that in the movie, though. Entertainment wise, like why, why, why take that out? Right? It's like, you know, hey, he 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 did it for the art. Yeah. So just leave it in. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, and I, but I still like the rest of the fight scene. Um, you know, this this one being um, the villain versus Locarlo, and um, yeah, like this this whole thing is probably like my favorite part of the whole film because, like, like I said before, I totally forget how incredibly talented Locarlo is, even in his older age. Where like now we're talking early '90s, like his heyday was the Shaw Brothers era, well, when like he was working alongside his adopted brother Gordon Liu um, in in those films. And I was mentioning this. Uh, me being the millennial age and me um, I, like I have this type of reverence for uh, Shaw Brothers era of films um, but like it's it's more like a film study versus like me like watching them and being like oh my god this is so kick-ass for the most part you know a lot of that sometimes I'll discover a gem like this is this holds up as much as like modern martial arts movies but a lot of times I'll just watch it and I'm like okay uh, I like it might it, seem dated. It seems dated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, it's like I, I respect it more, like in certain respects. Um, but like watching Laogarle on like doing his martial arts with more modern techniques, it's uh, it's impressive. <laughs> Holy shit! Like yeah, for sure. Like the older films, like it's impressive because like do a lot more longer takes and they're all like more uh, one shots. Um, but using more modern techniques, it, like you can really amplify like the like the athleticism and for a man in probably in his 50s this is it's so impressive like what he can do here however i will say um he's not actually capable of doing the standing splits so <laughs> when he does do the splint standing splits in this movie it looks ridiculous yeah because it's not real it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it, a, it's a fake leg right right i, I well i love the fake leg i love <laughs> i love fake limbs well, in any martial arts movies how, what is the principle behind the fake leg zero what do you mean the principle behind it? Oh, okay. I don't know how to, I was trying to set you up for this. Um, so there's a technique that he's trying to teach um, the main character called oh, the did, shadowless kick. Did we miss this? No, no we, can, we can bring it up here, I guess. Okay. Oh, I, we're we're kind of a little bit all over the place, we're, so I wasn't uh, sure if we mentioned it or not. No, we didn't mention it yet. Okay we, can, okay. we can bring it up here. Right, right. So basically, uh, during one of the earlier uh, kind, you know, training-ish, training montage sequences, um, uh, Lao Ga Long's character is trying to show that he can read telegraph moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea is that uh, your shoulders give you away and mm-hmm. he's able to call out like which foot uh, Chin Karlok character is going to throw mm-hmm. e- even before he does it. And the reason why I, I really like this last fight is because everything that was being told to us throughout the movie information wise about martial arts 
is just coming back now. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he does is he puts onions, onion halves, <laughs> yeah. on uh, Chin Karlock's shoulders, and he says, throw a kick at me. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the one shoulder goes down mm-hmm. when he tries to do the kick, causing the onion to fall. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Lao Karlong does the same with apples. <laughs> <laughs> and in order, to, in order for him to not move his shoulders... He takes a fake leg <laughs> and he kicks Chin Karlock's character with <laughs> Because that's the only way you can do that. I love it because it's it's so uh it's so impractical. Not not the leg. Yeah, that's impractical too. But um I know that's like a very um that's a very Chinese martial arts like uh mentality. It's like don't telegraph your moves. Your shoulders do give things away, which is true. Your shoulders and hips are the first thing that gives away what you're about to do next. Um, you know, the telegraphing is like a, a big thing in, in Chinese martial arts. However, um, this movie takes it a little extreme where it's like, you can't move your shoulders at all. It's like, well, you have then your tax would have zero power. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, then you just have to rely completely on flexibility, mm-hmm. which, you know, the, that character cannot actually do. Yeah. So, and so what happens is when, um, Lao Garlong and, um, Kim Won-jun mm-hmm. are in this final battle, um, he has the upper hand over him because he and and I love this moment. It's so simple, and it, it and and they're verbally telling us to what's going on. Mm-hmm. I usually don't like that, but I don't think we've ever got it from the villain's point of view before, mm. where the villain is losing and he realizes that the the hero realizes uh, um, his pattern. Yeah, right? he, he notices that Ogalong's um, like move, shifting his eyes, so he knows that he's reading his his movements. So it's clever. I, I, I like that. But even but the one thing I do like about this fight even more uh, than that is uh, even though the villain recognizes that uh, that he's you know he has a certain strategy and he tries to change it up, he still can't win because like it, yeah he's like oh well I just won't move my my shoulders in a predictable way. Well even if he does that like uh, the his opponent still knows his every move yeah like in some way because you really can't like avoid telegraphing in some way or form. You well, know? I like, I like what he does to kind of throw it off. He <laughs> starts kind of erratically moving his shoulders, <laughs> yeah. almost kind of like to comedic. mock him. Yeah. It kind of comedic. I, I like that. Like I, I enjoy when people introduce things like, Oh, this is how I'm going to beat you. Yep. And then you come back with another way to combat that. Yeah. And yeah. that's what this does here. And you no longer see, um, Lao Garlong's character reading his shoulders anymore. Mm-hmm. It really goes right into the fight. Yeah. But that's such a great introduction mm-hmm. to the fight that you know he can read him, and then he has to do something different so he he can't read him anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. I, I, well, I mean, it, it's a little bit exaggerated, but I mean, that's I mean, not, it, that's it, not fault. It's very exaggerated, but I think that's great mm-hmm. uh, because uh, if you're unfamiliar with any of this stuff, you're you're kind of holding people's hand through it, sure. which which is okay. I, I'm okay with. Especially with with this movie, yeah, yeah. Well, he uh, Lao Leung's has upper hand throughout the whole thing. Even when the villain is going into a scorpion pose, which you know it, it's an unorthodox position, so you know he doesn't know how to read that as well. But you know, eventually, he figures out the pattern. At first, you know, the scorpion pose like lands some kicks where or you know, some moves that he's not able to uh, you know block because he doesn't understand at first. But then. Logardo just picks up on the patterns and he just like immediately like retaliates like when he throws the that back kick at first it lands but then like that squ- literal scorpion the, a yeah, little scorpion say. kick <laughs> um at first it lands but then later it doesn't it's like he he blocks it and you know he he how does he do it he 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 
he holds him up into like a split position and he he flips him forward and he the villain lands on this uh this this bench in this um yeah it's like a swinging bench yeah yeah Oh man, that shot's great. He backflips <laughs> mm-hmm. onto a real swinging bench because it it's made it breaks apart mm-hmm. and the camera is right there in front of it and then he has to kip up. Yeah, all, all in one shot. All in one shot. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking great. great. It's fantastic. Um but you know, Logan's like winning, like it's completely in his favor. So, what do we do? We have to take him out of the movie <laughs> yeah. because it's not his movie. I mean, correct. And it, it's really is the be- how, how do you take out martial artists? Shoot him. <laughs> you shoot him. <laughs> yes. I was glad it was his foot because I was like, oh, don't kill him. I like his character. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's out of the movie, and we don't get a resolution for him. So it's like you might as well have killed him. I mean, he couldn't die mm-hmm. because uh, he needed to be the teacher now. Yeah. He needed to kind of. Oh, that's true. So, uh, Chin Karlok's character finally comes into the fight. And um, I, I like this because he is he has come a long way. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole, mov- the whole movie is practically like a training montage for mm-hmm. him to just become this better fighter. And what's really great is they don't do it where that he, he trained the whole movie and now he can just defeat the villain. Yeah. I kind of like that he still doesn't get it fully. <laughs> yeah. He's still kind of a dummy when yeah. it comes to some of the things. And so uh, Lao Karlong's character has to kind of coach him through the fight. <laughs> and there, there, I, it is played for comedy, mm-hmm. which I normally don't like. Mm-hmm. But so, I don't know, something about it. Like, I think I just like his character yeah. and that he needed the assistance. And he, he did feel like a, like a pretty good audience surrogate. So mm-hmm. I, I, I could kind of be there with him. Sure. Well, I, I like that. You know, he he's still bum, he's still bumbling, but he's he has like enough heart in him that I was like, okay, well, he's not a buffoon. He's mm-hmm. he's trying his hardest. He just doesn't have the experience. Well, well, you know what it is. So he has the the skill and he has the strength, but he doesn't have piece together. Yes, he okay. does. He didn't really realize that he could do it in a certain way without him kind of telling. Him. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. true. Like when he well, you know, the things that are, he just doesn't understand, like using his environment. He literally stands on a wobbly table. <laughs> I mean, that's that's definitely played for comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, you know, just it kind of exemplifies like how inexperienced he is in a fight. He doesn't know how to fight like mm-hmm. at all. Um, he, he doesn't have you know literally put the pieces together um but we get a lot of good examples of uh, uh chin collar um uh, in in his uh, his uh stunt background because he's crashing through through uh, these these uh break breakaway chairs or breakaway benches and stuff mm-hmm. uh, there's even that shot of him the, the aforementioned table that i just I said that he was standing on um there's that shot in slow-mo where he does a like a, a twist in midair and he's it's all in slow-mo and his back lands on the table but your expectation is that thing that thing is going to break yeah and it doesn't and you can just feel the impact like it's like oh my god that's but when he crashes when he rolls off the table mm-hmm. the chairs explode <laughs> <laughs> yeah naturally naturally yeah that's how much power is in his his spin except that table that table's like made out of uh Whatever those objects are in Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> those those trees, that polygons, yeah, those polygons, <laughs> those indestructible objects. Um, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's completely one sided until um, until this is where the whole movie comes, you know, brings it all back in one full circle. Lokarlong takes all the drawings that he's ever he's ever drawn drawn and tosses it in the air, and then. Because apparently the main character has photographic memory, he can immediately recognize all the pictures in the in the in air, 
and immediately remember what the villain's about to do. And it's clever. It's silly, but it's clever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's different. It's mm-hmm. very, very different. I thought I, I like this a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think because it's just such a it's such a great way to uh, I mean, they do verbally tell us, but it's also a great way to visually tell us like, oh, OK, this is the move that's coming next. Yeah. He drew this so he should know yeah. how, how to combat it. Yeah, yeah. Like little things like, oh, he's going to do this uh, drop kick. Well, d- to block the drop kick, you just wash the walk, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but do the same motions and you'll deflect it somehow. And every movement that the villain's about to do, he has a, you know, a, a counter to that. A cooking technique, you uh, can say. <laughs> Uh, I think he only. I technique? think he only uses two techniques. Yeah. Which oh my is, God, you're right. Which is to wash the walk and then to to like yeah. flip the walk. Oh yeah, and the way that he he literally tosses him in the air is the same way that he would toss like. Well, I was gonna say salad, like the onions, the onion, like the way that he'd toss the things, the, the walk um, with the uh, like all the stuff in it. The noodles. The noodles. Yeah. 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 It looked like onions on on screen. Um, but that's the thing. Um, going, everything comes back full circle because yes. he, he developed this absurd strength and he's literally punching, punch juggling the, the dude <laughs> with his hands, um, because he developed that from strength training, but he's u- applying techniques that he's learned from cooking or yes. from, from his teacher. It's cool. It's, it's a great culmination of everything. And, and there's also a little bit of his own teachings, the things that he's learned because he does the ultimate kung fu style the eel <laughs> yes oh man so the eel style th- this movie was constantly just surprising me with <laughs> with what what it was showing us yeah. and it's weird because we got foreshadowing mm-hmm. for the eel i thought that was just some stupid yeah. throwaway <laughs> gag but the fact that That's they brought true. it back uh-huh. so so he's not so when i say the eel he's doing the worm the breakdancing mm-hmm. move the worm mm-hmm. uh, earlier he's literally looking at an eel and he's He's flopping around yeah. on the ground, and you're like, "Oh, he's 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 a dummy," and and it, this is never gonna come into a play later, and it fucking does, and it's it's so pleasantly surprising because what I didn't know is um, Chin Karlock was uh, was a breakdancer, yep. like a very very skilled breakdancer, and it is it almost and I was saying this to you, it almost looks fake him doing the worm constantly because it it doesn't seem like he should be able to do that but he is well it's amount of height that he gets from it (laughs) it's so much i guess it's because like he's he's such a great break dancer that it's like wow this guy gets a lot of height just from just from doing the worm i didn't know he could do that um and and like he he does it up the stairs too yeah that's that's where it really looks kind of like uncanny valley effect it's like that doesn't look that doesn't look real at all yeah yeah it's a little (laughs) odd but he's doing it oh oh my god and it's cool because sure okay he's doing the worm but then he starts incorporating like b-boy style Mm -hmm. moves breakdancing style moves into his fighting windmill yeah yeah yeah. it's it's short but it it's cool Mm -hmm. i I like it a lot i i almost wanted a little more of that but i i understand like it it was more about him doing like the the eel stuff yeah yeah uh yeah I, i like that he incorporated his own thing although it was just I burst out laughing. Like, so yeah. it's it's not. I couldn't take it seriously mm-hmm. whatsoever. But I know what they're going for, so I give it an A for effort. Yes, it was him finally making something of his own up, sure. which yeah. is it's perfect. That that's like kind of what you want, right? Yeah, yeah. like like he's he's well, this is literally what Jikunu is all about. It's like <laughs> taking a little bit of what works and end up making it your own thing. Yeah, uh, this it's is great. the closest. This Bruce Lee would be proud of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and I like how he defeats the, the villain. Like I said before, he's like punch juggling the villain in midair with 500 pounds of force, which I'm sure that's how that works. Yes, um, it, it gets a little silly. Well, it, really silly. Well, it's complete. It's complete silly is what it is. Because imagine him like like whirlwinding around around like like a helicopter blade yeah. and he's underneath punching him up yeah yeah it's really really silly considering <laughs> like all the all the flashy stuff that uh kim won jung was doing prior mm-hmm. to end it like this uh, okay I, I give it a pass it, it's okay <laughs> well um yeah and then he, he defeats the villain by uh kicking him so hard uh that his what protrudes out of his shoe? <laughs> I didn't understand that. I did that. not either. I I was like, is did they? I I thought maybe there was a reference to him being poor, and so his shoes were <laughs> you know were of poor quality. But then I thought, oh, it's because he's just strong. He's he's so strong. He kicked out of his own shoe. No matter no matter how strong you are, I don't think that. I I thought his foot grew like an inch or two or something <laughs> like that. Like how did he do that? Okay, whatever. He he defeats the villain. Um, oh, I like the I I like the literal final hit of the movie where he launches um 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 Kim Won Jun uh, across the like literally towards the back of the the room and he just smashes himself his body first into the tree. Oh, that palm tree. Yeah, that, that yeah. palm tree, and you can yeah. see his his body contorting around the tree <laughs> like full impact. Like, Holy shit! <laughs> I hope he's okay. <laughs> Uh, and he gets he can't get up, so that's the end of the movie. He doesn't die. They don't kill the villain. He doesn't die, mm-hmm. but that's literally how the movie ends. We have one little. Um, I think Bay Logan said it too. Kind of like, like post credit, like not des- not post credit, like, like an epilogue almost. Sure, yeah, epilogue. Yeah, it's like a dessert scene. That's what Logan said. He's uh, it's like this one little scene supposed to just leave a little smile on your face, and it's it's supposed to, but doesn't add any closure to it. Yeah, uh, it's like, it's I would. I would have liked it if we got to see the other characters again. Yeah. I, I actually did like a lot of the characters. I didn't mind the female character. She mm-hmm. didn't really have too much to do nope. because uh, the bulk of her story was kind of being saved. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't like she didn't feel so useless. She was she was like moral support. I sure. I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind her so. Well, much. she wasn't a character. She was just the you know like fill in the blank damsel in distress yeah character. she was there to be saved but i i will say i like this one moment where uh when they first meet and he saves her mm-hmm. from from the bad guy uh she all she knows in her life is being a servant mm-hmm. and he's and he and he's trying to teach her like no you don't have to serve anyone anymore mm-hmm. and and she can't get out of calling him master you know and and mm-hmm. and like he's he's just trying to be this nice guy like no don't do that you're free now Right. And then he he cuts her pigtails off, mm, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. that's a I think that's a cultural thing, right? The the women had to wear pigtails uh, for some reason if they be. were servants. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I, I could be wrong, and and so like she now has the short hair, and uh, I don't know. I thought that was a really nice moment, and then like that's kind of it. Yeah, for her for her yeah. character. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the character thing it's weird because I do like the characters a lot uh, in the movie, but I won't say there's a lot of character. Is, is that weird to say? Because like they're they're each each character is like very they're, they're kind of broad. You know, they're not like they don't they're not super defined. They're they're likable, but they're not. Uh, I wouldn't say like they're um, incredibly in depth characters. Say for example, uh, uh, Frankie. Like he's not a very in depth character. Yeah, he's he, very simple. He's, yeah, but I and, like him for what he is. Exactly. Uh, well, I did. I I don't know. I like. Chin Carlock's character because 
I didn't always like him. I actually didn't like him a lot of times. Mm. So he, like, I feel like you're on this constant up and down with him mm -hmm. where he's getting this success, but then he keeps on fucking up, but then he kind of keeps on bringing it back and forth. Right. And right. I, and I think I, I could kind of relate because he was, you know, he's a daydreaming artist. I think a lot of creatives have been there before. You know, he doesn't want to do school. He keeps on messing things up because he keeps on thinking about uh, wanting to be creative. Yep. And then and then it's interesting. I didn't even realize this. A lot of his motivations for wanting to learn martial arts is because he got his father hurt. Mm -hmm. and, uh, the, and It gets they, worse and worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he keeps on making it worse, but... But it's because he's trying to make it better. But like also, he, there's no closure on that either. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, the father, it, man, yeah, there's a weird story. But the father reveals he was an artist and he didn't, he doesn't want his son to follow in, foot, in his footsteps. I was like, oh, my God, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I, I, I just liked so many. Yeah, like, you're you're only saying that because you don't want to pay those loans. Exactly. <laughs> no, nothing that, to do with I've anything. told you this many times. No, no son or daughter of mine is going to art school. No... No student loans from 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 that. How many thousands? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Sure. Like I like the characters, and yeah. Even if there's no closure, it's fine. It's it's excusable. Like you can add your own conclusions. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. It's 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 in a way kind of a uh, a wholesome kind of kind of a wholesome um, t not typical just you know. A uh, wholesome, uh, cheesy martial arts movie, but it has a little bit of depth to it, which I kind of like. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, hey, is it recommendation time? Yeah. It's recommendation time. Uh, I'm going to go first. Uh, I like this movie. I actually thought it was, it was pretty good. I'm glad um, you liked it. Yeah, this is a good recommendation. Um, I might watch it again uh, after this just because like, I feel like there's certain plot things I kind of missed out on because um, I was just more very interested in the, the action um, mostly because of uh, Yoon Jung uh, slash Kim Won Jun. Uh, I wish he had a little bit more career after this. but um... So uh, just to go on that a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, one of the reasons too why I, I was looking into this movie is mm -hmm. because I saw that he is going to be in a movie soon. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's a lot older now. I think mm. he, he's got white hair. So oh, wow, like, okay. Yeah, but he, I, I, think, I think it's still a martial arts film. So mm. I, I saw that and, and in a news article, and they wrote like, oh, he's from this movie. And I was like, where do I know that title? And then I remember uh, where I saw the GIF, and I was like, oh, shit. Okay, now I really just have to watch this movie. Mm, okay. So that's why we're doing this episode. Yes. Instead of Eight Diagram Pole Fighter, <laughs> which we will, we will eventually get to. But uh, I'm glad we chose this movie uh, because I, I don't think I would have been able to talk as extensively about that as I could with this. Um, let's wrap up my thoughts. Uh, uh, this movie reminded me how amazing he was. Uh, I kind of, I don't know, Chen uh, uh, um the main character, um, he he makes me feel like, oh man, I wish he had a career too. Um, he was he was impressive in this movie, but I didn't feel like uh, you know it was outstanding. He was, he was still great though. Mm -hmm. um, well, he only, he, he actually only he only had the one fight actually, if you think about it. Yeah, because yeah. the whole movie is just him training. Sure, sure, sure. So it's he true. he didn't have the most opportunity to show off like what he can do as a fighter. Yeah. Um, but the, the end fight was good. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it really became all about the other two who yes. I just mentioned, and I, I like that philosophy. Like it a lot. Uh, everything I said at the end and. I was holding out 
until the very end to give my two cents about it because uh, I knew that the end really summed up everything I was I was gonna say about the movie. But I liked the the ideas behind it a lot. Like it all it all uh, culminated into like this whole like, concept of like. Uh, don't be so dogmatic about your one style, you know, uh, take different techniques from different uh, methods and make it work for you. I like that a lot. It was, it was done in a way that feels like even people who aren't into martial arts movies would understand, but maybe that's just me because I fucking love martial arts movies. <laughs> um, I like the movie a lot. And uh, thank you for the recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically. Now, if you tell me that you don't like the movie, I'm like, what the fuck, Zero? <laughs> yeah. Basically everything you said, uh, I, I'm always looking for these types of movies. And when I say these types of movies, I mean where we're, we're given information uh, and, it, uh, and it comes back into play later. Uh, you, you said it best where like everything comes full circle. Mm -hmm. Like I like when a movie presents us with things and nothing is wasted. Mm, okay. So everything we learn in this movie uh, sort of plot points, it, it, you know, it all comes back around or it's all, it's all necessary. And so I, I really, really like this movie, especially because I definitely have never seen a martial arts movie like this, incorporating uh, Eastern and Western uh, health aesthetics, uh, martial <laughs> arts aesthetics. It's different. The, the, the bodybuilders <laughs> stuff took me by surprise. Just so many things took me by surprise. Like, I was just so happy watching it. Mm. So, um, yeah, definite, definite recommendation. So would you recommend the whole movie... Um, or just the fight scenes? Uh, I mean, the whole movie, yeah. I, I like I like this movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can definitely uh, see the flaws, but uh, when I it's it's like one of those things where you're watching it. If it starts to dull in the middle, it's like oh, okay, you know, this, yeah, you this, can, you this can is sit slow. Through it, yeah. yeah, but like when it it's one of those movies when you get to the end, like I felt I felt satisfied. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So like I, I could definitely recommend this movie, and the fights are good too. Uh, I would say watch the movie because um, because of what you were mentioning, like all the things that come into play um, information wise about the fights are are kind of necessary, mm -hmm. right? You need to it, the context of him learning these martial arts skills and then applying them later uh, in the last fight, it, it makes it that much more fulfilling. Sure, sure. So if you were to watch out of context, yes, you can marvel at uh, Kim Won-jun's amazing, amazing uh, um, acrobatics, but to also understand um, how the uh, the main character defeated him and learned all these things, it, it, it's that much more beneficial. Right, right. I'm, uh, it's... Just to kind of like wrap this up, uh, yeah, I, I do think that uh, you can still watch the movie itself, enjoy it. You can watch the fight scenes by itself and also still enjoy it. I, th I think the fight scenes are still just as impressive. Um, and having a little context with the story as a part of it helps a little bit, but I think the fight scenes are good enough. But hey, I, if you have time to spare, watch a movie. I don't think it's, you're, you're, it's a detriment to you. And I'm glad we got introduced to um, <laughs> Kim Wong Joon, even have to keep on looking at the wall to remember your name, um, who couldn't, I guess like when he was doing, because uh, he grew up in Hong Kong cinema uh, and, he, and he had a martial arts background, like if he didn't, uh, he wasn't able to um, break into Korean action films uh, because like it really wasn't, you know, it wasn't like the focal point of like where the, the Korean um, industry. industry was. So that's interesting that he, well, he, he broke he, out a little bit. Yeah, he did stunts in mm -hmm. some movies. Uh, My Wife is a Gangster. Mm -hmm. Man, that was like one of those early Korean cinema films I was like introduced to, mm, okay. you know, like Old Boy and yeah, yeah. Uh, all that stuff. That that was like when the Korean uh, cinema wave was hitting America. Right. And right. I saw that movie and I liked it, I but I saw it such a long time ago. I can't remember it. I think I might watch it just to look at the stunt work and see if there's anything like, yeah. special about it. Yeah. Well, the point I'm trying to make is, you know, I'm glad that the landscape has changed. They're a little bit more accepting of like 
all different kind of genres. Well, the well the Korean film industry has fucking boomed. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that he's able to, you know, like he's now in a Korean martial arts movie. It's a Korean. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll have to look it up. Okay. Yeah, it might it might be a it might be a Chinese production. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, right. I was gonna say like you know if he you know did a Korean martial arts film like I'd be like hey we can see him in, in action and you know uh, I, I think come... I think it's been him mostly behind the camera mm, and he okay. hasn't done anything lately but right. uh, I'm looking forward to the new one because I'm pretty positive he's one right. of the stars right 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 yeah watch watch any movie with him in it I think uh, I mean like sure he's older but I want to see what he's capable of and I mean don't watch Parasite then watch this instead <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone else add? Uh yeah get stung by the scorpion king and not by a parasite that was, that was really off-putting. <laughs> <laughs>